and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about Tauranga. Is it a good place to invest? And so to kick things off, let's give some context about Tauranga for anyone who's listening that doesn't really know much about it. So Tauranga is located in the Bay of Plenty region of New Zealand's North Island, and it's the fifth largest city by population in New Zealand, which I didn't realise. Yeah, so it's slightly smaller than Auckland Christchurch, Wellington City and Hamilton, but then you get Tauranga. So it's actually bigger than Dunedin, Whangarei and both Napier and Hastings combined. It's quite a lot bigger than I thought. Did you know that? Yeah, but I'm an economist. Yeah, <laughs> I, look at, I look at these things every day. Yeah, okay. And look, it is very much in my mind a lifestyle city. So really nice beaches, warm climate, popular spot for tourism and the oldies. Yep, the retirees as well. It's really interesting that we call it a lifestyle city. Pretty much everybody I've ever met from Tauranga, and I'm actually about to offend a lot of people. I, just, I was paused, I waiting s- for this. I saw your eyes, <laughs> eyes wider. But a lot of the people I've met there work, say, four days a week, and then you know kick off on a Friday to go surfing or something along those lines. Now, obviously, that's not everybody in Tauranga, but I have observed that it's a bit more frequent than some other cities. That's why we don't have a Tauranga office. I was just about to say that. Uh, But how does Tauranga stack up as a property investment destination? Look, let's look at some facts. So if we think about the average house price in Tauranga, it's pretty expensive. According to the latest data, median house value there is about $1.04 million, just a touch over a million dollars according to CoreLogic. Now, if we compare that to some of those other large cities in New Zealand, Auckland's about 1.3 mil, Wellington's about the same, about 1.02 mil. But those other larger cities like Hamilton, Christchurch and Dunedin are actually more affordable. Hamilton's about 800k at the moment, Christchurch about $730,000 is the average house value and Dunedin about 620. So Tauranga is a reasonably large and very fast growing city and there are some very good reasons why you might invest there. But it is also a more expensive option where the average house value in Tauranga is slightly above the average value in Wellington City. Now, if we think about house price growth there, over all of the years we've got data, Tauranga house prices have actually increased really quickly. Again, if we think about those other large cities, it comes second only to Auckland. So Auckland house prices have gone up by about 7% a year since 1992. Tauranga is about 6.6%. That's slightly faster than New Zealand on average. But then you get down to Wellington and Hamilton, Dunedin, Christchurch, all about 6% or the high fives. So Tauranga, very high house prices there. But similarly, in the past, we have had very strong house price growth, particularly from about 2015 onwards. Tauranga house prices have, have just gone off like a frog in a sock. But one thing that I do want to talk about is, is this region over or undervalued? So it's about 3 to 4% overvalued at the moment. So for anybody new to the show, you can find the data freely available on our website. But what we look at is how expensive is a city compared to where we'd expect it to be? So how expensive is Tauranga compared to the rest of New Zealand over the last 30 years? And is it looking a bit cheap or is it looking a bit expensive at the moment? Slightly above where we would expect it to be. But when we think about why Tauranga house prices have increased so quickly, especially over the last seven, eight years, the reason is that if we go back to 2015, 
the Tauranga property market was about 15% undervalued. So the reason we've seen so much house price growth over the last seven years is if I take you to Time Machine back to 2015, Tauranga properties looked really cheap. And at that time, I know that you were recommending a lot of properties back then yeah, in Tauranga. Yeah, a lot of my investors that bought there, particularly in some of those newer areas like Papamoa, have done really, really well. And, and the yields were okay then compared to other parts of the country, but they weren't great. But certainly we thought that there was opportunity there with population growth. And since then... They've shot off like a frog. So lots of investors made quite a bit of money. And even in a recent case study Sunday, we shared the story of a Tauranga investor who purchased at about that 650, 670 mark, sold it about five years later for just a touch over a million dollars. So certainly made a lot of money quite quickly. I remember thinking as a Cantabrian at that stage, oh, it's quite expensive. Well, of course it's expensive. It's a house. <laughs> Don't, what, I mean, don't steal my own lines. That's sort of Andrew's favourite line, so I had to say it. But Andrew, what are you seeing in terms of rents in Tauranga? So rental yields are a bit like Auckland. They're not that great. And that's because property prices have shot up. But there's only a certain amount that most people can afford to pay in rent. And so it typically brings the yield down because, you know, your prices are high. But let's talk about where to invest where have property prices increased the fastest? Mount Monganui and places right by the beach have seen prices skyrocket. So the historic growth rate, and you can find this on our website, is 8%. So like Auckland growth rate. I think that's from about January 2020, so the start of the century, right up until the end of 2022. Yeah, Mount Monganui house prices has gone up on average by about 8%. So while I said before, the average Tauranga house price has gone up by around about 6.7%. Some have increased more quickly. At the same time, some parts of Tauranga haven't increased as quickly. You know, what sort of areas would those be? So places like Bethlehem, which a lot of people are familiar with from the area, about 6.5%. So a more standard growth rate. So that's further out from the beaches. And even if we look at central Tauranga, it's down at about 6.4%. Now, look, if your house went up by 6.4% a year, you'd be really stoked. But what I'm just trying to show you is the variation that you sometimes see within a city. Some places will go up faster than others. And in this case, if it's close to the beach, you've got really, really high house price growth. If you're further away, you don't have as much. But coming back to rents, and I suppose what we're talking about here is if you decide that you want to invest in Tauranga, where might you invest? So, of course, you might go Mount Monganui, where you've got really, really high house price growth. But we've also got to think about the yield story as well. So where are we seeing the really good rental yields within Tauranga, Andrew? So remember, when you're trying to pick a place to invest, you're trying to find that perfect balance, or as perfect as you can, between growth and yield. So you don't want to have a really, really high growth property, but a terrible yield, because it'll just cost you too much money. Similarly, if we go to the really high yield spots, sometimes that might not necessarily be the best place to invest. So your highest Yield in Tauranga is Parkvale, Grierton, and Gates Pass. So that kind of pocket there hovers around the late threes, early fours in terms of yield. So some of the strongest yield compared to Mount Monganui, which was half of that, about 2%. Now, one thing that I should say, in terms of the yields that Andrew just shared, they're a little bit misleading, so they're going to be massively understated. Because the way that us economists usually calculate gross yields when it comes to a specific region is we'll look at the average rent and we'll look at the average priced property. 
But what we also know is that most investors are not purchasing the average priced property. So for instance, even though the average price of a Tauranga property is $1 million, there's a really good chance that you, if you were to buy something in Tauranga, you would buy something under the average. Because of that, these yields that Andrew just shared will be understated. If you bought something in Mount Monganui, you should probably expect a higher gross yield than 2%. If you bought something in Gate Par, you'd probably expect it to have higher than 4%. But that is still useful in showing you that comparison. The highest yielding parts of Tauranga have twice the gross yield of some of the lower yielding parts of Tauranga. But there are some reasons why you might not invest in places like Parkvale, Greerton, or Gate Park. Yeah, so these are typically poorer or lower socioeconomic parts of Tauranga. And Tauranga has seven suburbs which are identified in the New Zealand Social Deprivation Index as being a nine or a 10 on the deprivation scale. Now, 10 is the most deprived. And those areas are Gate Park and Greerton. Now, of course, just because an area is deprived doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest there. Not at all. But it comes with a different set of considerations. And if you want to dive more into that, you should listen to our episode on should I invest in a dodgy suburb? So, Andrew, where have you focused historically when you're working with investors who are purchasing in Tauranga and the Bay of Plenty region? Papamoa has been a very popular spot historically. Now, again, I'm not saying go and buy there now. In 2015, that was a place that I was recommending. It's the fastest growing part of Tauranga, and it's about 20 minutes drive from the central city, so it's, it's close to the CBD. Also, Welcome Bay, you've got decent growth and decent yield there. So again, that good balance between affordable properties back then and good yields. So when Andrew's talking about that mix of capital growth and yield, if you do go onto our website, and I recommend this because there's actually some stuff to look at, we've got a map of Tauranga with all of the suburbs of which ones have increased the fastest, and we've also got a map of which ones have the highest rental yields. And a place like Welcome Bay has that mix of both, whereas something like a Mount Monganui, really high house price growth, really low yield. Something like a Gate Par, really high yield, slower house price growth. And so if you play around with it, you're going to be able to come to your own assessment of where is going to be the best place to invest for you. And I think we should also talk about why Tauranga could be a good place to invest. There's a phrase that you offered here about when people are investing in Tauranga, which is the golden triangle. Now, this is the imaginary triangle that goes from Auckland down to Hamilton and across to Tauranga, and it forms a bit of a triangle. Now, the reason it's called the Golden Triangle is, believe it or not, about half of New Zealand's population lives within that very small part of our country. You've got about 1.6 million people living in Auckland. You've got about a couple of hundred thousand living in Tauranga, a couple of hundred thousand living in Hamilton, and quite a few people in between. So there's this idea that there is this real concentration of population in New Zealand and that creates some opportunities for businesses located there and perhaps you might get higher house price growth in Tauranga because it's very close to Auckland. Now I must admit I'm a little bit sceptical about that specific idea. I think it's just something that someone said once upon a time and it's just been carried on. Well the reason I'm a bit sceptical is you know, some people saying, oh, well, I should invest in Tauranga because it's going to get the benefits of Auckland. Well, if you can buy a house in Auckland at a similar price as you can in Tauranga, which you absolutely can, then I kind of think, well, why wouldn't you just invest in Auckland? The yield is similar 
And then on top of that, we usually forecast that Auckland house prices will increase slightly faster than the rest of the country because you've got very high population growth there and because that's where most of our immigration tends to settle in our largest city in Auckland. So I think the Golden Triangle, I kind of don't really believe it because if you think about, oh, but there's going to be so many economic opportunities. Okay, well, about half our population lives there. Do you know in the Golden Triangle, what percentage of our GDP is located within that area? No, I don't. It's about 52%. (laughs) So I didn't expect you to know. um, I should have just guessed. Yeah, you should have guessed. I I would have admired if you'd you'd got close. I would have been like, oh, Andrew Nichol knows a thing or two about about the economy and property investment. You've got about half the population living there. You've got about half the GDP going there. You know, I can understand that it is a great place to live. I live in the Golden Triangle myself. But I'm a bit sceptical about the idea that we're going to get above average capital growth simply because it's a two-hour or a a one-and-a-half-hour drive away from Auckland. Our Auckland staff complain about getting into the Auckland office. If they live two hours away, it'd be even worse. Now, I'm not dismissing that as a a complete crock, but I just want to provide some balance towards it. If we think about demographic trends, though, Tauranga's population is actually increasing really fast. So over the next 25-odd years, it is expected to be the fourth fastest-growing part of our country. That's after Selwyn District, that's in Canterbury, where Rolleston is, the Waikato District, which has Pocono in it, and then also Queenstown. We expect it to have stronger population growth than even Auckland or Hamilton. So some investors are going to look at that and say that's really attractive. And on top of that, the local economy is you know pretty diverse. You've got some horticulture, you've got a lot of kiwi fruit growing there, you've got a lot of tourism, and we've got one of our largest ports, if not our largest port in the country, the Tauranga port there. You do just have to mention though that that growth is based on percentage, not number of people, right? Yes, it's how quickly is the population expected to expand, not the total number of people moving there. So if we think about where are the most people going to move to, it's Auckland because it's already 1.6 million people. Within the next couple of decades, we're going to get to 2 million people. So within the next couple of decades, we're going to have effectively all of the equivalent population of Christchurch move into Auckland, right? Well, that's a lot, isn't it, when you think about it that way? Yeah, we're going to need some houses. <laughs> um, so, Andrew, what about some of the risks? So I, I do see lots of benefits to investing in Tauranga, but what are some of those risks that investors should be aware of? So one of the big ones, and I, I, like this is stuck in my head. I remember I was at a property investment seminar by Matt Gilligan, I think it was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Everything's 10 years ago now. And I remember him talking about Tauranga having a major fruit and crop disease years and years ago, and they've got such a huge reliance on the port and fruit. And because of that, their economy really, really suffered for a number of years. So I think having a huge reliance on a couple of industries, i.e. the port and i.e. fruit, you've got a potential that something might happen that's outside of your control that then affects your investment for the medium term. I think there's some affordability issues. Properties are really expensive and there is a cap that most people are going to pay with it when it comes to rent. So I think that's something you need to consider when you're thinking about investing there. And look, it's it's had a bull run, but is it going to continue or is it going to peter out over the next wee while? And I think I, uh, we can't wrap up the episode without talking about the fact that a lot of Aucklanders are going to be talking about. Tauranga is a retirement destination. So what we see is a lot of Aucklanders selling up their properties, moving down there and buying something in Mount Monganui. Hence why you see house prices increasing really, really quickly there. And so some people will say, well, I want to invest in Tauranga because I expect more and more Aucklanders to sell up their large family homes, take it, and then be able to move down to Tauranga and bid the house prices up there. That's kind of one of the spillover effects that some people see. 
But if you're going to get the benefit of that, you'll likely need to purchase in one of those more expensive areas where a retiree is actually going to want to live. So just because Mount Monganui is going off like a frog in a sock doesn't necessarily mean that another area like central Tauranga or Bethlehem is going to increase really, really quickly as well. And we, we see that within the data. But I think if you look at these maps of where house prices have grown the fastest in Tauranga, it's very, very clear. And I, I always say you should buy for investment now and you can cash that investment in later and then put that money into your dream home later on. Don't worry about buying the house that you're going to retire in now. Oh, you're talking about if somebody's thinking, I'm going to buy yeah. in Mount Monganui now in order to get it. Absolutely. So all up, I think that there are some positives, there are some negatives. Look, I wouldn't say that Todong is one of my top favourite spots at the moment. Perhaps over the next couple of years, we'll have a look at what it does and see what happens to its property cycle. But I also wouldn't dismiss it out of hand. You just need to look for a really good deal. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And Tay, if you've got a mate, you've been talking with them about, hey, maybe it's a good idea to invest in the Tauranga market, perhaps share this episode with them. That is one of the main ways you can help us grow this property investment community we're building. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.